Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pixels, the game show, the show where we talk about games. My name is Patrick Beja. Uh, we're back a little bit earlier than I had originally planned because I figured uh, the Nintendo Switch presentation happened and uh, I, we'd rather talk about it now than when it's old in sale and it's already almost a week and uh, the Switch is kind of already old and stale. Um, that doesn't betray my... Uh, Uh, opinion on the matter. We'll go through it in due time. But first, let me introduce to you my co-hosts for today. Uh, how did I put it earlier? Famed uh, Irish, time, uh, Irish Times <laughs> quotee, uh, Tom Merritt. How are you doing, Tom? I'm uh, I'm on top of the world, Patrick. Uh, I, I realize, didn't realize you'd turn this into a game show. Uh, I'm <laughs> pleased that you have put the Nintendo Switch news in the microwave to freshen it back up for us. And uh, yeah, I got I got quoted in the Irish Times today as we're recording this episode, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, the um, the the uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. What is happening to me? I was going to make a super funny joke. <laughs> And then I forgot it, and, and I was holding on to it as you were finishing your sentence, and it escaped me. Uh, yeah, the game show is going to be trying to find uh, cool things about the Nintendo Switch. That's going to be a really hard game. Uh, I can no, take I'm that. Kidding. I can take that position if you want me to be the defender <laughs> of the Nintendo Switch. Out, out the gate with the opinions. Well, so uh, the, the, the wonderful, silky voice you're hearing now is that of Garrett Weindrill, uh Nintendo fan. Can we say that? Oh, no, I've been I've been really uh, I've had a very sour opinion of Nintendo for the last like God, probably decade. Well, you know, the the things that really matter with Nintendo is what we remember from when we were like 14, not what I, I disagree has been happening for 20 that's years. That's why I've been sour about Nintendo <laughs> for the last decade. Yeah, I'm not so um Should we jump right into it? I mean, we're going to be talking mainly about, about the Switch. There's been uh, the Nintendo Direct about, about uh, Fire Emblem that also brings a bunch of news. And then there's some additional tidbits about Valve and Microsoft canceling Scalebound and a bunch of stif stuff there. Uh, but the main uh, topic, of course, is the Nintendo Switch. The press conference, the presentation happened last week. Um, they basically told us everything that we didn't know about it, which was almost everything. And if you remember, Remember, uh, before we had that presentation, I was cautiously optimistic. Uh, I, I thought there was a real chance that Nintendo would do something that would appeal to a lot of people, including uh, the gamers that have very fond memories of their consoles, uh, but not the very, you know, the very hardcore that are going to be buying it anyway. And as the presentation was going on, it was kind of, you know, it made me think of, uh, it's, it was a thousand 
tiny disappointments. It was like a series of unfortunate events. Uh, I, the, the name jumped to me because it's on Netflix now, but it was like everything I was hoping for was there, but slightly disappointing. Um, and so we'll get into like the explanation of why I felt that way, but I'm certainly not the only one. I think the um, analysts and journalists and pretty much everyone has been saying, eh, okay. Um, but let's lay down the facts and numbers so you can, uh, uh, I, most of you have already heard about this, but it's going to be shipping on March 3rd. It's going to cost 299 bucks in the US, but 329 euros in uh, Europe. It's going to have a battery life of about 2.5 to 5 hours. They, they stated 3 hours on Zelda, a 720p touchscreen, which is apparently beautiful, uh, 32 gigabytes of internal storage that you can extend via SD card and uh, it includes of course the Joy-Cons uh, that are detachable and the Joy-Con uh, straps or caps however you want to call them um, the online for the console for the system is not going to be free you're going to have to pay for it in six months when it finally launches as the full version it's going to be free until then uh, and it will include one Nintendo Entertainment System or Super Nintendo Entertainment System game that you will have access to for one month. After that, contrary to what happens on the uh, other services from Sony and Microsoft, you don't get to keep the game even if you keep subscribing. Um, the console is going to be region free. We don't know exactly if every uh, uh, publisher is going to uh, make their games region free, but they should. Uh, however, um, we don't know if you're going to be able to log into another region's uh, store with the console's region, uh, the, the console you buy in uh, one region. So there's still a little bit of a question mark there although they did state very clearly it was region free and finally the games are um, full priced so it's basically 60 bucks uh, 70 euros even sometimes uh, and the, the the question might have been there because it's you know the hybrid uh, portable uh, home console and sometimes it's a little bit more uh, it's a little bit cheaper well usually the games are cheaper on a, a portable console so those are the the clear, undisputable, uh, objective facts. Now, I'm going to turn to uh, Mr. S Soured by Nintendo here and ask uh, Garrett, what did you think about this console? Will it reignite your love for that uh, company that you previously enjoyed? Uh, I think the bottom line is I'm buying one. Uh, so I think that's that that's kind of the most important point, right? Like this this is enough that I think I'll I'll, I'll I will buy a Nintendo console again. Um, I skipped the Wii U entirely, and uh, probably would have skipped the Wii if it wasn't purchased for me as a gift. Hello, hello. Am I not coming through? Oh, you disappeared for a second, but you're back. That's weird. So you can hear me, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So so you are going to get one, are you going to get one day one? Well, probably not, because it doesn't look like that uh, that's going to be possible, <laughs> considering <laughs> I can't even pre-order it anywhere anymore. Really? So you didn't pre-order it immediately, uh, but you would, you want one day one. Yeah, I would like one day one. And again, I agree with all of the uh, the points you made where it's been kind of like, like you said, almost like death by a thousand cuts in terms of all of the weird little nitpicky things that just seem strange 
uh, again, although at the same time, I'm surprised. I'm surprised anyone's surprised that uh, this is strange because it's Nintendo and that seemed to be their mo uh, <laughs> from now on is just being as weird as possible, whether or not it's a it's a good idea. But um, yeah, yeah, I would I would like one uh, okay. as soon as humanly possible. But and a lot of that though for me comes down to I haven't really had a Nintendo console in a long time. I've missed a lot of. What people have been saying are, uh, you know, are is great on like the Wii U and uh, and the other Nintendo consoles, and uh, and I don't since I don't have a Wii U, I would really like to play Zelda, and it's a launch game. I feel like if I already had a Wii U, that wouldn't be the case, but I don't have one, so I want a Nintendo Switch as soon as possible. Hmm. Okay. Um, I haven't even gotten into all of the little nitpicky stuff, which honestly I'm not sure are nitpicky, but as you said. It doesn't really matter on the short term because they're going to sell out anyway, and they already have in the U.S. I guess there there might be another shipment, you know, another batch uh, coming at some point. But um, but for now, it's impossible to get it, and it's releasing in about six weeks. So um, yeah, it, it they're going to sell out those two millions they those two million units they said they were going to sell by the end of March. That's going to go uh, for sure. Uh, Tom, what do you what do you think of the console? Uh, I think this is hilarious. Uh, everyone, you're right, has something critical to say about the Nintendo Switch. And a lot of people are very down on it. And a lot of people who are down on it are also wanting to buy it. And they are <laughs> selling them like hotcakes. So I think it's hilarious to to just continue to hear people like, yeah, this thing is awful. I want one. Uh, and I can't get one. And I'm really mad that I can't get one. And I'm not saying that that's exactly what you were saying, Garrett, but, but there is sort of this theme of that. And I think some of it just has to do with our, our general culture right now of always being disappointed. And some of it has to do with the fact that this isn't perfect. This isn't exactly what you would want. And, and the third thing is, this is a game console that people are evaluating as a mobile console because it can do mobile. And I think Nintendo, if they did make a misstep, uh, was in not really head on addressing that and saying, no, 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 this is, this is a home console well, they that did. you get they to take it with you. Clearly. Well, they tried, but apparently it didn't work, I guess. Mm. Uh, it, because if you say, if you look at this as, you know, a, a something that you don't know you can take with you and then suddenly like, oh, I can actually take my my home game and and play it out on the road. It's it's an easy way to be portable. This is impressive. If you compare it to the Nintendo 3DS or you compare it to your smartphone or your tablet, then it doesn't compare well at all. So Nintendo has a tough job here cut out for it to say what we've done is tried to take a game console and yeah, the pricing is not great when you compare it to an Xbox or a PlayStation, but it's about the same or less that you'd pay for an iPad uh, or an Android tablet and you get so much more capability out of it. And if you look at the Xbox and the PlayStation, you can't take those with you anywhere and you can take this with you anywhere. So there's a million ways to compare it positively. There's a million ways to compare it negatively. I think so far Nintendo's got to be pleased that with all the grumbling, they're still selling as many of these as they have. But the problem yeah. is, you know, oh, go ahead, Garrett. I was gonna. I was gonna say my, mildly to my defense, not that I was feeling attacked, Tom. But, but I mean, that's <laughs> kind of where I am. Vicious, is, though uh, I'm telling you, I, I I wouldn't have been happy. If he had said <laughs> this about me. 
um, it, 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 I mean, really, like my reaction uh, is is the most childlike I've had in a while. I mean, I I'm getting into the nitty gritty because I'm being asked, you know, what my opinion is on 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 certain aspects of it. But like at the end of the day, it's like. Yes, I agree. All of these things are kind of dumb and they surprise me, but I really want one and I don't like I don't care. I want one is kind of my mm-hmm. that, that's just my quote on on the switch is I do and not I care. That's a representative reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, the Yeah, I don't I don't care. I want one is it feels like a great uh, answer to this for for us for the early adopters for the you know game journalists or you know professionals that have a vested interest in having apparently one apparently around 2 million people yeah, well, yeah and the super fans you know what i want to say about this is that they always sell out and the the Wii U did sell out initially you know it's sure. not like no that's a very good point Yeah, so I don't think that it means anything that is going to sell out. I think a lot of people, you know, it's not a piece of crap that you're never going to touch. It's not like it's a it's a, a, a I don't know, Olympian trial to to go and buy one and you're going to suffer all the way through it. It's fine to get one. But it seems to me like they needed to drum up more enthusiasm from uh, circles outside of us, of the Nintendo enthusiasts, in order to get out of the runt they've been in in years. And I think they failed to do that in part because of all of those uh, tiny little disappointments. You know, you're saying, oh, everyone thing is nitpicking about this and that. I don't really think it's nitpicking the price i never used those words didn't you say nitpicking no you did oh okay but you said like <laughs> we were we were finding little things to complain i said about. there's a culture of negativity maybe mm. i said nitpicking i don't know but yeah i, I what, but, what I, I i'm all, i'm also trying on purpose to take the side of nintendo of course, since of neither one of you guys are uh but but i think i think there is a culture of always looking for the negative in things That's true, but sometimes it's also true that some things are negative. I mean, if we're sure. talking only about that presentation, what they announced was a price, you know, the same price as the other consoles in uh, many markets, but more expensive in Europe. And maybe that put me over the top, but how can you release this console at a higher price than a PlayStation 3, 4 or, or an Xbox One? Uh, it's it feels outrageous to me and you're saying well it's the same you can play it on your tv but then you take you can take it with you so it's more of a home console but as a home console i understand that power and graphics are not everything but there's something and it's not very pretty as a home console so really it's it's going to be a nintendo machine and it it's look what i fear is that it's going to be the wii u 2 And that, and if you remember, uh, over the last couple of years, I've sung the praises of some of the games of the Wii U. You know, I think it's some of the best design Nintendo has made, and and some of the best looking games they've created ever. And that's saying something for Nintendo. But it doesn't make the console a success. It t- 13 million is what they're at now is not great for a console manufacturer. And what I'm rooting for, because I am rooting for Nintendo, I'm hoping they can uh, sell, you know, 20, 30 million of this console. And I just don't see this happening with the offering they have now. Sure, they're going to sell out uh, the 2 million they have uh, at launch. But what I'm looking at is 
one, two, three years down the line, and I'm not seeing the kind of energy that uh, would be needed for this to be a, a real, quote-unquote, success. Uh, they stopped basically developing games for the Wii U roughly two years ago, so we were kind of hoping that we would get many, many, many games um, to, be, to, to, to be on the lineup in the one or first two years, and maybe they will announce more, but I wonder if it will manage to combat that frustration that we have, especially since it's it's not just little disappointment. It's almost little slights. It's tiny slaps in the, their fans' faces. Like, for example, it's more expensive than the other consoles, and they're not including a game. They're selling 1-2 Switch, which is basically their demo game which demos the capabilities of the console uh, it it's full price and that game is a tiny little like the, the equivalent of Wii Sport and journalists who have tried it are saying it's really not good the the let's take the example of the free game that's what i think the the sentiment that irks me the most it's like yeah. they give you one game for one month and it's a retro game can't they like either give it to people like you know for the duration of the of the subscription or if you want to keep them uh, uh not uh, available after that give three or four you know make it a rotating uh, uh, uh library of games that people can play it's just they're choosing to be stingy and and uh, uh and not do a gesture to the people who, like me, have bought the Wii U and, or actually it was a present, but, you know, who have been rooting <laughs> for them and who have been fans for a long time. I've bought enough games that, you know, it counts. But uh, it's it's more that, you know, that frustrates me and the prospect of what's going to happen in a couple, within a couple of years. Uh, now, to on, on the flip side of that, Patrick, I'm curious... Uh, and and again, I agree. It's uh, it's it's just baffling uh, that they're giving you these games when you're paying for their online uh, service to to base essentially rent for a month. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not refuting that, but it, it might really be very cheap, the, which might make it better. But still, we don't have the right, prices, right. Uh, but yet, but but, but the, at the end of the day, I mean, are you buying the Switch to play your Nintendo and Super Nintendo games? Well, it's more that. Everything they're offering is a, a, a cheaper, meaning, you know, it's cheap, uh, stingy version of what everyone else has, except, of course, for the only thing that, you know, it matters in the end, the Nintendo games. But even there, the Nintendo games, it feels like for a company that has been focusing, we speculate, their attention on this console for the last two years, the offering is incredibly poor. You know, we have uh, Zelda, which, thank God, there's Zelda. There's four or five games at launch. Yes, there's Zelda, sure. Uh, but thank God, if there wasn't, we would have, you know, Mario Kart Deluxe, which is a re-release of the Wii U version in a few months. Then Splatoon 2, which... I'm not sure it deserves the the sequel, the full uh, sequel title, but sure, in summer. And then Mario in holiday 2017, if it even makes that date. And everything else is titles like, you know, Sonic Mania, which is a remake. Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is a remake. Super Bomberman R, which is Bomberman. Farming Simulator. uh, You know, they're selling 
uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 for 40 bucks. 40 bucks. I don't, you know, the Skyrim is not even the HD version, apparently. It's the old Skyrim from 2011. Uh, and we're going to have, you know, Fire Emblem, Warriors, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, these kinds of things, Dragon Quest uh, 11 at some point when it comes for us, uh, when it comes to us. We, it might not even make the this year in Japan, so God knows when we're going to get it. I, you know, I love Nintendo, but that's a lot of faith to ask for from their fans. Uh, Regis Fiseme has said that they would be announcing more things, hopefully that they know the fans are a little bit frustrated and they're going to do things for the fans at some point. But what I'm looking at now, don't you think it's legitimate that people are a little bit upset and, and frustrated with what the... Have I convinced you a little bit, I guess, is my is my question. <laughs> to a, to mean, a certain degree, yes, but... Uh, on the same time, like there seems to be, uh, in, and in your comments included, like this bizarre hangup on wanting Nintendo to move 30 million units or something of that nature. And and at the end of the day, um, while there's there's a concern for the the health of the company of Nintendo to be concerned there with them, you know, selling enough consoles. But really, if 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 you're, and again, this is me coming from my camp. I want to I want to play Mario. I want to play Zelda. I want to play Smash Brothers. I want to play Mario Kart. And that's enough. For me to be happy, yeah. I I I don't really care how many uh, units are moved. I'm not. I don't have a stake in Nintendo. I don't have stock. I'm not interested in them usurping uh, Sony or Microsoft uh, in in console sales. I just I just want a, a solid Nintendo console with with a good Nintendo offering because Nintendo's I don't think is ever going to win uh, the third party battle. I think that a lot of the criticisms are emotional. Their perception and they're about fairness. Uh, very few of the criticisms are about the actual product itself. It's it's too expensive. Where where sure, if if you compare it to the Xbox and the PlayStation Four, uh, it is kind of ridiculous that those are the same price. But maybe that means those consoles are underpriced. Because if Samsung came out with a, a tablet this size and said, we're also going to give you a dock that has HDMI and we're going to give you controllers, uh, you know, that would be a steal for a tablet. And, and I know this isn't as fully functional as a tablet, but there's all kinds of perceptions and, and comparisons you can make. The, the idea that this monthly service is unfair because you only get one game to keep. Yeah. When you think about all the other services out there, it is ridiculous. But if you get in a position where you're like, well, I need to pay for this online service. And like you say, Patrick, maybe it's $1.99. Uh, then in the universe of Nintendo, maybe the product is worth it. And that, that's fine. I think that the less emotional and the, and the, the, the more critical criticisms, the more critical criticisms uh, are, are the titles like, it is there. There's no emotion or comparison in saying when I order one of these, I'm going to have one game, which doesn't sound like it's very good, and Zelda, which is great. At least I hope it's going to be great, and that's it. And and I think that that is a very, a very real disappointment, because even if you put aside everything else and you're excited to play this console, you need games to play on it. And I think that's you know everything else. I do think it's fair to compare them. Um, and to address both of your comments, uh, especially with what you were saying, Garrett, it's not like, uh, you know, I want Nintendo to become the biggest company in the world. 
I want Nintendo to keep making consoles. That is my ultimate hope there beyond the analysis aspect of it of of wondering if nintendo is going to keep being a manufacturer in in five to ten years i would love them because i think the market is better with nintendo as a manufacturer in it and i think that if they keep having similar uh, uh releases for devices as they did for the wii u uh, I worry that they're not going to be able to because ultimately, even if they do make a few bucks with every console they sell and they're not, you know, lost leaders, um, it doesn't make sense to keep making consoles, which is uh, restricts your uh, potential market if you can uh, make a game that you're going to sell 10 times as many, uh, 10 times, you know, the number on another console. And that's the ultimate worry there it's that the the shareholders or even themselves start thinking well the 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 switch tanked not tanked but the switch sold 10 million units and we tried another you know the the 3ds2 the 4ds um and that also didn't look great maybe we should stop making consoles i think there's a, a stigma of sega uh, disappearing as a manufacturer in the heated battle between uh, all of them when they were four manufacturers uh, um, at some point. And that was sad because it was a specific, you know, a, a different console. The The Xbox and the PlayStation are very similar in many ways. They have some differences, but they, they have a lot of similarities as well. Nintendo is something very different. And I think if they're not a manufacturer anymore... It's gonna. <laughs> well, be... hold on. So, I mean, this this is what like makes makes me so. It makes me laugh. So, would you not buy this console because you're worried Nintendo will eventually stop making consoles someday? Oh, not me. What I worry is that they won't. There won't be enough people because the offering they have now is very similar. Is even worse than the one for the Wii. Uh, and and so not enough people are interested in this console. And yeah, but down if, the line, you know what? If Nintendo makes crappy consoles that nobody wants, then they probably shouldn't be making consoles anymore. That's that's what alarms me. That's my <laughs> why is that entire, alarming? Because I want a world with Nintendo as a manufacturer. But if they continue to make crappy consoles, you want them? No, I want them to make good consoles. I so want you're just the- mad at them for not making a console you like. I think it's not just a console I like. I think it's a console not enough people. Are you in worried the world about Mario? Like. <laughs> will Mario have a home? <laughs> will Will he be able to to spend Christmas next Christmas uh, in the comfort of his den with his friends and what family? What will happen to Link? <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, if 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 uh, let's say I don't know. Uh, it, if you have a big player in a in a space like Atari, when Atari went under, that was sad. You know, they mismanaged their property, and, sure. and it's not even you know. Let's leave the emotions aside for a second. I understand for half an hour I've been basically speaking from my heart, um, but in the industry, it's interesting to sort of try and 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 analyze and guess whether or not Nintendo is uh, doing a good job to keep their place as a manufacturer for the uh, you know near future and of course the nintendo switch is a big uh, part of that if they don't do well with the switch there's a chance they're going to stop so without thinking whether or not it's good or bad uh 
I think this this uh, presentation they made is not making a good case for the console, and hence I'm worried about their ability to to stay to keep manufacturing consoles if they keep do- going down that uh, that trend. So I still think it's a lot of jumps down the road. You, you, you've got a company who has put out an innovative console. You know, there's lots of valid criticisms about it, but it, it is a different attempt at, at the game console. And is selling them very well and has, you know, is putting out one of its most storied franchises along with the launch is announced another one of its most storied franchises coming later this year. You're saying, I'm worried that it's not good enough to keep the momentum, which is a valid concern. And then you're jumping to, and if it doesn't keep the momentum, then I'm worried that people <laughs> will stop buying it. And then I'm worried that the shareholders like it's it's a lot of a lot of fear, uncertainty and doubt. I get that. But at this point. The Nintendo Switch doesn't, it seems to be way better than the Wii U to me. My questions are a little bit about the Joy-Cons, which I think are both its biggest strength and possibly its biggest weakness. Uh, And there's lots of things they could still do, like announce a very inexpensive uh, monthly service. Maybe add some features to that monthly service in response to the concerns. Maybe do, if not a price drop, a bundle that that brings that that price down a little bit. That will happen for sure, yeah. So so there's a lot of things that could still happen that will make this a successful console. I look at this way better than the Wii U. When the Wii U came out, I said, I don't understand this. I don't understand what this is for and how I'm supposed to use it. I don't have that problem with the Nintendo Switch. And I think the Joy-Cons actually provide something that a lot of people are skipping over, which is an ability to play a game in a way that you can't with any other game console right now, which is facing each other in a room without having to wear a VR headset. And I, it, well, there's questions about how well that's actually going to work in practice, but I think that's pretty in- compelling. That is as compelling as the Wiimote. It's basically the exact same <laughs> ar- argument, and maybe it's going to work better here, but uh, that uh, doesn't uh, hold up. I want to stop you right there, because if it's as compelling as the Wiimote, which I thought was dumb, they're going to have a very successful console on their hand. <laughs> No, they it was successful with the Wii, but nope, people nope. are not going to buy it again. You know, we the the Wii, we know what the problem was. It was basically a party thing that people bought and left in the in the drawer for the rest of their life. I, uh, I don't I'm not sure Nintendo cares. They sold over 100 million units. And if and if it worked the same way for the Switch, it would be perfect, but I think people have been bitten once. They're not going to do it again, especially given how the poor reception that One Two Switch has been has been getting. Um, and that so- that I think is a big problem because if you can go out to a picnic table at the pub and pull out your Joy Cons and your Nintendo Switch and and play a shoot 'em up game with each other, that's something that the Wii couldn't do, and that's pretty crazy and pretty cool. If, however, that game sucks and nobody wants to play it, then it's all pointless. Well, to be fair, um, it does do what I was really ecstatic about. Uh, maybe ecstatic is a strong word. Enthusiastic about um, when they first confirmed the the concept, which was this idea that you can take it out and and have two people play together on one screen. And I thought that was a really compelling proposition, and that is still is still there. That's very true. Um, it- it yeah, excites Gary. me from a social aspect. It seems like a very fun social console. And do you know what? My, my Xbox and my PlayStation aren't really. Uh, it's not something I'm doing couch co-op on uh, hardly at all. I think what I'm hoping 
is that they will announce within, you know, within two years, we will have some kind of port of every big Wii U title uh, that if they had announced now, it would have been over the moon, I think. If we had, you know, Smash Bros. Uh, uh, we know that, well, we don't know. We have leaks that suggest uh, Pokemon is going to be there um, and, and there would be deluxe versions just like Mario Kart, I think, for you know, whatever game came on the Wii U, it's probably going to be re-released on the Switch and that's going to be good enough because not a lot of people had Wii U's or some people skipped a generation or some people just didn't buy those games on on the Wii U. But um, I think the conclusion we came to at um, on my French show was that this is a soft launch for the console. It, it is weaker than any than most previous console launches because it has very few games and there are some arguments you know you're looking at with the the cheap cheapest you can do is the console plus a game which is basically almost 400 bucks if you want to add an sd card and a pro controller and you know you're looking at 450 almost 500 so at some point there will be bundles there will be stuff so Within one year, I hope the console will be worth it. And at that point, they're going to start selling lots of them. Um, the 3DS took about a year to really take off. But the the reason I'm, I'm looking at it like this in this very pessimistic way, uh, as you mentioned, Tom, is that if you look at the sale numbers for every Nintendo console since the Super Nintendo, since the Nintendo, uh, it's been a downward... Uh, uh, trend, except mm-hmm. for the Wii, which spiked. But the it's basically a slope. It's it's for the home consoles, of course. I'm not talking about the the DS um, and the 3DS. Still has very respectable numbers, even m- impressive. But home consoles are going down, like for Nintendo. So if the trend continues, it's it's that's it's not just looking at this console and thinking, ooh that's going to be a problem it's looking at all of them so anyway uh, you've convinced me a little bit guys uh i think (laughs) i might have been a little bit too harsh Uh, (laughs) can i ask you one more question oh please as many one one more thing that you mentioned you were you were uh, kind of poo-pooing the the launch lineup as a nintendo fan what 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 does the launch lineup look like as a nintendo fan what does Zelda at launch, Splatoon shortly after that, and a proper Barrio title within the same year isn't a good enough first year of a, of a Nintendo console for you. Um, so that's a launch. That's the first year. That's not the launch. I, I would say it, these are two different things. And my impression is that they need to have a, a strong uh, release in order to convince third parties to be on the console. If they don't, it's just going to be the Wii U again, which is going to be a Nintendo games machine. And maybe they're happy having just that. And maybe everyone's happy having just a Nintendo machine. I, I had higher <laughs> hopes. You know, I'm looking at my, my, my kid think, saying, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go to Harvard. I'm just going to go to community college. And I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. But I was really hoping you were going to go to Harvard. Sorry, I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, Nintendo machine machine is fine, but 
Anyway, it's it's yeah, it's like it's like you just have Luke, Emily and Richard. But the but there's you know, there's no lane. There's 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 no supporting characters to this lineup. Exactly. And and a a Nintendo machine is fine. But to answer your question more directly, Garrett, I think I would have liked them to lay out a killer uh, uh, lineup that was the result of them being working on this almost exclusively for the last two years, you know, telling us we're going to have, as I was saying, Smash Bros, Pikmin, uh, uh, Pokemon, uh, you know, all of those games are going to come within a year. And after that, we're going to have new awesome games that are going to come out. And that would have allowed them to have the, the kind of announcement that I was hoping, but clearly maybe my hopes were a little bit too high. Okay, I, I, I was just curious because to, to me the the switches uh, like lineup within the first year. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll just stop using the term launch lineup is just worlds beyond the Wii U because when the Wii U came out, I was just I had no idea why I should buy it. I guess you're right. It's just you know Mario Kart. I have it on the Wii U. Splatoon One. I have it on the Wii U. Uh, Mario is a year away, so again, it's kind of the frustration of having been someone who. You know what? If they come out and say, we have a way for you to trade in your Wii U games and we'll give Mm. you a virtual console version on the Switch, at that point, I'm happy. Right? It's and and I agree with you on this one, Patrick. It's it's a lot of stars in this coming year, but not a lot of depth. Mm. You've you know, you've like, oh yeah, you've got Zelda, you've got Mario but what else yeah like it's it's just just the big titles and i and i think they need to have a broader lineup but it is not as bad as the wii u launch lineup mm, i'll give you that's that. true yeah yeah that's true. And I, I think the other big question too is i mean there are a lot of i think big name japanese titles coming but for those of us who want english-speaking versions of those games we have no idea how soon we're getting those i think that's another mm. big big portion true. of the concern right we don't know mm. when we're getting xenoblade when we're getting dragon quest when we're getting Shin Mikami tensei yeah, so uh, just cowboy up and learn some Japanese, people. It's a region-free console, for goodness sake. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't get over Ultra Street Fighter 2 for 40 bucks. It hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, I, I can understand that personal reaction, knowing you. This is the problem with Steam, right? For years, <laughs> the, the, these prices are not lar- higher than they've ever been. These are the same. This is, in fact, probably a lower price given inflation. But because Steam has sales all the time, everything looks super expensive. Well, I mean, Ultra Street Fighter 2 is, how old is it? 25 years it's 25 years old. I mean, Street Fighter 2, not the Ultra version, but it's 25 years old. Yes, it's upgraded. Yes, it blah, blah, blah. But it's 40 bucks because it's a launch title. It would be 20 anywhere else. And even 20 would be a little bit expensive. And I've bought that game maybe, I don't know, five, six times already. And anyone who is interested... <laughs> That's the real frustration, No, right? but any, yeah. anyone who's interested no, in is. that game, anyone who's interested in that game is going to be a fan from the beginning... And no, you know, no one who no twenty year old is going to buy Ultra Street Fighter two. Just I don't discovering think. Ultra Street Fighter two, maybe, maybe, but um, maybe, maybe like five of them. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few people maybe. who are like, "What is this?" <laughs> it does have the upgraded graphics version as well as the retro graphics version. So, um, and you get two new characters, uh, Evil Ryu and Violent Ken. So, uh, yeah, actually, sign me up. Forty bucks, it's worth it. 
um anyway all right i mean yeah if you look at it from the first year it's it's not too bad but uh we'll we'll have to wait and see and to conclude that uh, patrick is emotionally and irrationally angry segment i did pre-order it so (laughs) (laughs) but you had to for work i mean yes exactly you didn't have to want to I, I think I wouldn't have if it wasn't if I didn't have a uh, you know a couple of podcasts that talk about video games and tech. Uh, I think I wouldn't have, and I was mm. and before the announcement, the conference uh, last week, I was ready to. So it, it's not fake disappointment. It's it might be overemphasized, but it's not fake. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you would just when you think we're done with Nintendo, there's more Nintendo with the Fire Emblem uh, Nintendo Direct, which actually, uh, does a little bit, it, it brightens the sky a little bit for uh, Patrick's, uh, angry uh, rant, um, because they did announce a new Fire Emblem game was coming to the Switch in, uh, 2018. So they didn't explain what kind of game it was going to be uh of course it's different from the fire emblem uh, warriors they announced during the switch conference uh but there will be a fire emblem game that that comes for for the switch so if they pepper announcements like they like this over the next few months uh i will i will happily uh revise my uh my frustration uh my frustrated opinion of the switch but uh so Maybe a little bit of uh, positive stuff. There's a Fire Emblem Echoes, uh, Shadows of Valentia, uh, or Valencia, uh, coming to the 3DS uh, this May. It's basically a remake of a very old game called Fire Emblem Gaiden. And uh, Fire Emblem Heroes coming to Android and uh, iOS on February 2nd. It's just a couple of weeks away. Uh, it's a tactical RPG. It's basically... Tiny Fire Emblem. You have a square uh, uh, that's, um, I think, uh, six by nine uh, for your strategic battles. And you can purchase, basically, you purchase orbs that have a chance to give you different heroes. And then you do battle with those heroes. It's a lot closer to the usual smartphone game model it's basically free to play um so nintendo is firing on on most cylinders um anything that uh that you uh liked in that uh, nintendo direct announcement i i've actually enjoyed what they've been bringing to ios surprisingly i thought i was going to hate all of it and i've found uh found myself rather rather loving their game so far so uh sign me up for uh for fire emblem on ios that sounds fun and it's uh, yeah, uh, I think it's interesting that they're bringing it to Android at the same time as iOS, especially given they sort of vaguely announced just the Android one at first, and, and it took some clarification on that. Yeah, and they're bringing it immediately when Mario Run is coming to Android uh, in March. Yeah, um, yeah, you're getting Fire Emblem on Android before Mario Run. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I I mean, it's interesting that they're choosing to go free to play with that franchise, which I think. It might be because it's quite simple, actually. Mario, they were sure they were going to sell anyway. And this one is a little bit more obscure of a franchise. And they have the mechanics where you, you know, buy uh, uh, chances to get heroes. You buy orbs or packs or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more familiar. It's free to play. And it's going to get a lot more people to check it out. If they had sold this for 
you know, five or ten bucks, I think a lot of people would have said, especially with the reaction to Mario Run, a lot of people would have sell, said, well, forget it and wouldn't even have tried it. Um, but um, yeah, so it's an interesting tactic. They're not only going with the free-to-start model that they used with uh, yeah. Mario Run. At some point, I'm going to have to make the decision on the airplane whether to play my Switch or the fun things they're putting out on my phone. Well, well you won't be playing Super Mario Run on your airplane, will you? <laughs> <laughs> that always-on thing is so frustrating for me who lives in a city where there's a subway. It annoys me to no end. Um, but yeah, given the price you're going to have to pay the Switch, man, I, I really hope you get some use out of it on the airplane because... Uh, the phone, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, why not? I'll, I mean, of course, I'll give it a try. But uh, that's it for the Nintendo uh, part of the, uh, of the episode. We have a few more tidbits uh, that we want to discuss. One of them is that uh, the Gaben, uh, Gabe Newell, the, the C- is he CEO of Valve? I he's certainly he's founder. I, I yeah. don't know if he's CEO or president or, or mm-hmm. what something uh he's the big boss of valve and uh, he did an ama where he answered many many questions Uh, two of them are really interesting um the first one is valve is still making games which honestly i wasn't really certain about i mean they've been updating uh you know dota (laughs) and csgo and all of these but since portal 2 which is what 2011 2012 maybe too Uh, darn long ago is the answer to that question yeah uh but he said he said yes we are still developing single player games single player experiences and that Um, we know you couldn't tell by looking but we are yeah exactly (laughs) yeah if you want uh if you want want me to get uh emotional about something yeah this is (laughs) this is the topic where i get i just want to i just want to shake gabe newell uh he's president with, by the way president of valve yes, thank you yes president i want to shake the president of valve and say sir i respect you you've given me some of the most amazing uh video game experiences of my life but what is wrong with you <laughs> i'm still half-life i can't have a rational conversation about it it's the george r, r. martin of video gaming companies <laughs> actually yeah yeah i was going to say he's kind of like becoming george lucas if uh george lucas ruined star wars by not doing anymore as opposed to doing too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean episode three is is a running joke amongst uh gamers of course uh half-life 2 episode 3 if you don't know what we're talking about um but any uh single player game to hell I would even like to have a uh, Left 4 Dead game, anything, because the common perception is that they've been uh, so busy with the uh, piles of cash they're making with Steam, with the store, that they don't have time or or the intention of making games anymore. And maybe they're working on something in the, you know, corner office somewhere, in, in in the corner of a table somewhere, but... We don't know. They, they're not announcing anything. So, and it's been years and years. So the question is legitimate. Well, Patrick, you've worked at a gaming company. You know that the people working on the games are not the same people working on Steam. 
so it's not like it's not like oh well we have so much going on with Steam that that we don't have anyone left in the company <laughs> to work on games. But I, I guess does it just take the pressure off delivery when you're like, well, we got all this money. Don't worry about it, guys. Miss a deadline. <laughs> well, that, too. That, that is the bizarre thing, right? Is is I you're you're totally right, Tom. I'm sure that uh you know whoever's working in the accounting department dealing with sales from Steam is also not a developer. But then where are the games? What what is that team working on? How has it been this long without a proper title? Exactly. I mean, Dota 2 is a little bit more recent, but um, I just not, looked it not up. Not really. Well, Dota I mean, 2, when, when did it come out? Um, it was in beta for, I believe, three years, open beta. So it's been out for a long time. And the official it, release date was July 9th, 2013. It was playable by the public years before that. Right, right. Okay, so they it's been, uh, let's say, if we count uh, Portal 2, it has been six years uh, almost wow. six years now since they released a proper, you know, game. The, I understand that they're not the same people working on on the store and on the games, but it is it is you know legitimate to wonder. And I think that's the benefit of being a privately owned company. They don't have to tell you anything. They don't have sure. to tell the shareholders. Yeah, we're working on stuff. Don't worry. They don't have to release anything. They can do whatever the hell they want. But it's also, uh, uh, you know, legitimate to at this point, you know, a couple of years in, you might have said, well, they're not announcing anything yet. But now we do, you know, it's it's normal to wonder if they're really working on anything. So, oh, yeah, no, totally. I I think that's why what my point was, it's like you can't even use the excuse that we're busy with steam because those aren't the same people. What are what are you working on? (laughs) And to be to be honest. I was wondering why he did the AMA now. I think it might be for that reason. I Mm. think it might be because he wanted to put it out there that they are working on games without, you know, you can't go out and put an an announcement saying, hey, guys, we're still working on games. Don't worry, because then you have people want to know more. Like, it's weird that you just come out of nowhere and say, hey, we're working on stuff and say nothing else. But yeah, Scott Johnson and I. Scott Johnson and I talked on Daily Tech News Show about the answer he gave about talking to the community and how they don't really like to do that. They like to just ship products that address the feedback. Mm. But he says this in the middle of an AMA. So it's like they got to the point where they're like, well, we have to talk to the community at least. Yeah, this yeah. Time. feels like it for sure. Uh, and the other thing is apparently the uh, movies uh, in the Portal and Half-Life universes are still coming um, they were announced in 2013, and uh, they're uh, being worked on by Valve, of course, and J.J. Abrams. And his answer to the question about the movies is, yep, they're coming. So we don't know when. It might be in you know, yeah. 2050, but uh, they're still working on them at least. That's so not that's- as, as unusual. Movies have long development times yeah. quite often. And we still haven't seen the uh, the, the the Halo movie, which <laughs> has had the most painful history ever. The Warcraft movie took forever. Uh, I'm still slightly sad that uh, we didn't have Evil Dead alumni working on the Warcraft movie as we originally thought. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I can see a the the Half Life universe would be really interesting if it was turned into a movie. I just it feels so much like War of the Worlds. I wonder how, you know, specifically 
maybe it's a good thing that it would be a video game video game movie but um i don't know i, I i'm not sure how excited i would be for a half-life movie i would be excited because i'm excited that it's a you know related to a franchise i love but i'm definitely not excited as i would be for a half-life game but, I would be more bitter than you are about the Switch if we get a movie before conclusion to two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure how uh, how or an HBO it series that wraps up the Half Life story for you before <laughs> the games come out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, wow, is that what that feels like? Uh huh. Boy, yeah. I'm glad I didn't read the books first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, I know what I would love to see if they managed to make a Portal movie. Like oh, yeah. I would GLaDOS love that and too. everything. That would be amazing. I don't know how it would work because it would be a very weird movie. It would need to be a movie like, you know, some weird auteur experiment or, you know, some, some very strange. Like, was it The Cube was super weird. Uh, Moon was kind of weird. These kinds of things, I think, mm-hmm. would work. Have to be these, these strange, almost like kind of solo pieces, like mm-hmm. uh, the first half of Wally, for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another surprise uh, a week or 10 days ago, uh, Scalebound was a game being developed by uh, Platinum uh, Games, a very well known Japanese studio. You might have heard about uh, Bayonetta. It's possibly one of their uh, better known uh, titles. And uh, they were commissioned by Microsoft to, de- to develop a- an exclusive title for the Xbox One. And uh, it was looking good when they first introduced it. It was looking okay when they uh, showed another gameplay segment a little bit later, uh, maybe a year after the first introduction. And all of a sudden, it's cancelled. And um, they put out a very bland statement about the fact that, well, they're not working on it anymore. It has been cancelled, so it's not a rumor anymore. But it really came out of nowhere, and... Uh, you know, in the same kind of uh, concern for the well-being of a, a faceless uh, corporation that I had for Nintendo, um, I wonder what that means for the uh, Xbox One, because it was one of the few exclusives that Microsoft had presented for their console. And now there aren't so many of those. I mean, they have their their traditional franchises with mainly uh, Forza and uh, and Halo and Gears of War, which are all, you know, perfectly good games. Um, but there's nothing, not a lot else to look forward to. Um, so I'm, I'm, get, I'm not sure you guys have uh, Xbox Ones you, you play on, um, but I, I'm I wondering do. what you think. Oh, you do. You're more of an Xbox person than a PS I, I own both um, <laughs> because there's uh, there are exclusives that I just can't live without. I have to have my Uncharted and I have to have my Halo. I um, understand you completely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's another one of those cases where uh, I, I agree with you. Um, there's really not any new exclusives for Xbox, but the the kind of tentpole series I like enough that 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 is enough for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, Forza, man. Oh, that is that has just that that is the best driving game ever. I love that game. Yeah, and you're not alone in that sentiment. Um, but I do wonder, you know, is I wonder what Microsoft is planning for 
maybe E3 and going forward? Because it really seems like they're losing steam um, as the months go by. And I can't imagine that they're canceling Scalebound without some sort of plan somewhere to do something about their console business. Maybe I'm just fooling myself and Satya Nadella is just saying, ah, oh, just let it, you know, let it be what it is. Just make sure it doesn't cost too much and, and it will be there. But they do have the Scorpio that's uh, probably going to be coming out at the end of this year, the upgraded version of the Xbox One. Maybe they're pushing farther into the Scorpio. They're uh, getting games to be developed on that. And yes, they will run on the uh, on the current Xbox One as well, but maybe they're pushing for that and we're going to have a big announcement at um at e3 um but i don't know tom do you, do you have any uh idea what microsoft could be thinking or is it just yeah whatever I, yeah it's a good question i mean i i have an xbox one too and i love forza and i think of xbox as the place for halo that, that's even though i'm not someone sure. who plays that game that that is the the title and i think microsoft's leaning on that uh if they lean on it too long, it's going to break. Uh, it's not going to be able to so support it. And they are playing catch up to the PS4. Now, that said, they've been doing a good job of making up ground. And I don't know that I saw Scalebound as the thing they needed to continue to make up ground. So as, as disappointing as that is, it's not it, it wasn't the, the only hope of Microsoft that said, like you say, it's it's not really clear other than the things you already know about what else Microsoft has to offer. So I, I like you say, I'd be very curious at E3 if they have a surprise announcement or something new. Yeah, there are, there are two more exclusives that are coming out that I'm personally very excited about: uh, Crackdown and um, Sea of Thieves, that pirate game that they showed at E3 last year. Yeah, these are the two uh, remaining ones, and I think a lot of people are excited for Crackdown, uh, but we've seen it like two years ago. It was a pre-rendered, or maybe not pre-rendered, but it wasn't really representative of gameplay, the, the thing we saw. It was very exciting, but we haven't heard anything since then, so I'm wondering what, what's happening with that game. Um, and Sea of Thieves, I mean... God bless you, 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 you're excited about it, but I still don't understand what the hell that thing is. You know, yeah, it looks like, like so much fun. I can't wait to fail at steering a ship. <laughs> it's drunk pirates on a on a ship doing like I, I they failed to explain. I mean, what's to not me to understand, that, Patrick? <laughs> drunk pirates on a ship, right? <laughs> Patrick, how have you never wanted to try with like out even being told how to do it to control a ship with you and like six of your buddies because it takes more than one person to control a ship. That mm. sounds really fun to me. Okay. Maybe also, I think drug pirates might be redundant. <laughs> Actually, yes, I believe you're correct, Tom. I, don't, I mean, I, it might be exciting. It might be fun for, for 10 minutes, but I, I hope it's going to be fun. I just didn't see And, it was just like you would look at the gameplay session with the people in that doing it. It was like, yay, we're having fun. And you look at it. It's like those one-two switch videos that explain to you how to play those games. And they're, you know, striking pauses. And, and you're like, are you really having fun? You look like you're paid to look like an idiot. Sorry, I didn't mean to come back to to the switch, but um, I would uh, I, I would argue that I, I think uh, I think the the gameplay trailer for for Sea of Thieves or did I even get the name right? I forgot. Yeah, yeah Sea yeah, of Thieves yeah, that's what is, is a million times more interesting to me than that incredibly staged virtual milking a cow game. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, and, and honestly, that's the problem with any one of these demos is they're always paid to look like they're having fun, whether they actually are or not. So. Of course. Yeah, it's it's rare that I feel I might actually have fun watching that demo. And that was my yeah. reaction to Sea of Thieves. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope you're right. Uh, I'll I'll use the um the virtual cow milking uh <laughs> I'll take a still and use it for the illustration of the this episode. Excellent. Um, Beautiful. I think that that works perfectly. Um, all right, so well, I hope we're we're gonna see something. And because if we thought, if I thought that uh, 13 million we use wasn't a, a huge success, uh, the I mean, the Xbox One has sold what 25 million, something like that. So they're they're not doing badly. So it's not it's not like they're um, you know they're too much. Uh, we should how like uh, how do you say it? Not blame them, but sad Damn them Microsoft. With... No, They're, that's so sad, Microsoft. Anyway, English is hard. Pity them. Pity them too much. Thank you. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Um, anyway, uh, Zenimax, our final uh, story today. Speaking of milking a cow. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not get that transition? <laughs> Uh, the ZeniMax uh, Oculus or ZeniMax uh, Facebook trial has started. And um, so it's a very complex story. Basically, ZeniMax is saying that um, that John Carmack took a prototype of the Oculus. Which it wasn't the Rift yet. It was just a, a very uh, a basic design for a VR headset and added a bunch of stuff and uh to demo it and then uh oculus took it and carmack went to oculus and stole a bunch of documents and stole a bunch of work and made the rift what it is today thanks to that and it wouldn't have been what it is today if uh, carmack hadn't stolen all of zenimax's property um no one had ever thought of gluing a motion sensor to the side of a headset before (laughs) ever um because you know we make fun of it but it kind of sounds like that's uh, you could fancy it up but that's kind of what he did um it's not like oculus wouldn't have started working on stuff uh afterwards anyway and and have oh yeah no it's there's a lot of questions about whether i's were dotted and t's were crossed here but it doesn't look to me and we've covered this pretty closely on dtns it doesn't look to me like it's clear that Carmack created the rift and then took it with him and the rift would never have been successful under Palmer lucky until Carmack got there. What it looks like is lucky gave the technology to Carmack before the prototype was finished and Carmack slapped something together to make it work for E3, took a pre-existing heads up display, slapped a motion sensor on the side. I mean, that's not something that lucky would not have been able to think up on his own. Yeah. And it's a very, it, it seems like a far-fetched uh, case, but maybe they have a case. We're, we're not in the courtroom. Um, but, and it's also strange that they uh, started the suit when Facebook uh, acquired Oculus and they didn't have a problem with it before, or maybe they yeah. did, but it, that, I was just going to say, I mean, that on its own is not, does not make it illegal, right? It, of course. Uh, it, you know, ZeniMax could be if it were, and I don't think it is, but if it were clear that Carmack had stolen intellectual property, then it's smart for ZeniMax to wait until Facebook buys Oculus because then there's a company that they can actually get to pay the damages. 
Right, right, yeah. And and maybe it's true, but you know the the thing that uh I enjoyed the most in all of this uh all of this trial was uh, during Mark Zuckerberg's uh testimony. Um <laughs> he said one thing that made me smile. He said he had never heard of Zenimax before, which before the trial. <laughs> yeah. Like so you didn't look at Carmack's resume when you yeah, hired him? Yeah, exactly. It's I guess Lucky of, hired him. I don't know. Yeah, probably, but still. I mean, you you do the due diligence surely uh yeah, tells yeah. you a little bit about. But, you know, his exact quote was like most people in the court, I've never never even I I've never even heard of Zenimax before. And I think what he did there was to tell uh try to convey to the jury, is it a jury? Uh yeah. suit. Yeah, so to convey to the jury that Maybe Zenimax had is some uh, uh, you know trying to get a payday out of this, and because they're those people you don't know about, and all of a sudden they come out of the woods sure. and they're like, "Hey, I want money." So I think it wasn't an innocent quote, um, but it's still funny. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's the Zenimax uh, Oculus trial that has started. It, it, we'll see how it goes, but um, it's more. I suspect my impression is that it's more of an annoyance to Facebook than a real big deal. Of course, if they if they do uh, win in court, it's not going to be for another few years because there's going to be appeal and appeal and appeal. And um, sure. but if they win, they're going to get money out of it, and Oculus is going to keep operating. No one has any interest in Oculus stopping operations. So it's really just a, a money question, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah. No, that's what Zenimax wants a couple billion dollars out of this. That's what they want. Yeah. It's not like Oculus is in danger of not building rifts anymore. Right. I doubt they get, they'll get a couple billion. But uh, I don't think they're. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if ZeniMax loses, if they they have the resources to appeal this. Facebook has some deep pockets. Mm, yeah, that's true, too. Um, so, well, I think that's it. Um, it's a relatively short show today, but we really wanted to talk about the uh, the switch and, and uh, let Patrick's tears roll down his face. I just love Nintendo, guys. That's I know so- you love it. You love it almost too much. <laughs> The rift uh, is, is the rift is brand new. You're not a, you're not worried for its future, even though they're being sued. But but Nintendo, with all that history, man, you, <laughs> you, you, see, you seem a little overly concerned. That is possible. Well, if nothing else, this uh, this this discussion helped me see that uh, Nintendo is not in in real danger anytime soon. Uh, I, I can sleep tonight a little bit better thanks to you guys. So thank you. Um, how about our listeners if they can't sleep and they're thinking hey you know those guys that were on pixels today I'd love to hear more of what they have to say Uh, where would they go Garrett oh they could find all of my work over at amove.tv as a matter of fact I just posted a new show with Tom and I over there where we actually talked a lot about Star Wars it's called let's talk about Star Wars Uh, what an original title Yes, it's so original. We we spent a long time coming up with that one, but uh, you can find uh, that and a lot of gaming shows, specifically about Blizzard games, uh, over at amove.tv. Go check it out. Tom? Uh, I just finished recording an episode of Let's Talk About Star Wars. No, um, 
Yeah, I like to name shows very literally. Uh, so if you're interested in a daily show about tech news, you could go check out dailytechnewsshow.com. <laughs> I didn't realize that you're on both Let's Talk About Star Wars and Daily Tech News Show. That is very literal. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, thankfully, uh, Sword and Laser is not about, you know, literally a sword. And, literally swords or and lasers. lasers, either one. Although yeah. lasers could be cool and swords are kind of cool as yeah. well um all right thank you very much to both of you i'm not patrick on twitter and facebook and uh if you want to uh, find other shows that i do you can go to frenchspin.com for the english versions and frenchspin.fr for the french versions uh you can also hey if you want to support this show, uh, you think we had a fun conversation and you think other people should listen to it too, why don't you go to iTunes and leave us a review? Hopefully positive, uh, but you know, we'll take whatever you can you, you want to give. Uh, five stars are always welcome, so thank you very much. Uh, it's on iTunes and it helps a lot of people find this show. So if you can do that, uh, if you have five minutes to waste... We would be extremely happy and thankful. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back in a little bit over two weeks for the next episode. Talk to you then. Bye.